welcome back to the War at 33 and a Third podcast. I'm Adam Barrow. I'm Benjamin Richardson. Today we've got part two of our album swap special to kick off season two of the show. Woo! Woohoo! So we've got uh, today, we have Meriwether Post Pavilion, the 2009 release by Animal Collective. And this is what I picked for Ben to listen to for the first time. All right. I didn't listen to anything from Animal Collective, didn't know anything about them. Yeah, one of my favorite groups. So. And this is supposedly one of their most critically and commercially successful albums. Yeah, yeah, this one was like huge in like critical publications, Pitchfork, stuff like that when it came out. Um, I know just like the little bit of history I know about it. It came out in 2009, so I obviously wasn't following music that closely. But from what I know about it, from the hype off of their previous album, um, this was really anticipated and it leaked. So the leak, oh. the leak got pretty widely circulated, I think. Um, don't quote me on that one. Anybody listening and uh, wanting to talk about Animal Collective leaks? Not entirely sure that happened. I'm pretty sure I remember reading. That's word on the streets. Yeah. Word, word, streets are telling me. Do you know like how close leaked. it was to the initial release, like a week before, or was it like know. months before? Because sometimes know. that can like. Yeah, I remember uh, Mad Villainy. Which right. We have an episode about if you haven't listened. Or I think of like Jay Paul or whatever. Oh God, Jay Paul. That and how he, that kind of like ruined his like motivation yeah. basically yeah. to I mean, complete the record. Yeah. <laughs> like, and when he literally finally put it out, he called it leaks of four to thirteen. All right. Didn't it come out last year? Yeah. Or like he re officially released yeah. it or whatever. Yeah. Hey, but we're talking about Animal Collective. We are. <laughs> it's a great album, though. Jay Paul, Leak 04 to 13, Bait Ones. I, I would recommend I enjoy that. it. Yeah, that's I a great really record. I really like it. All right, so Meriwether Post Pavilion, eighth studio album by the American pop, neo-psychedelia, alternative rock, kind of genre benders. Neo-psychedelia. You want to elaborate on that for those who don't know what that is? Psychedelia, but it's new. Yeah, it's so more like, recent. Basically, apparently, psychedelic music only existed in the '60s, yeah. and anything after that yeah. that's psychedelic is you know? under the blanket term of neo psychedelia. <laughs> from yeah. Tame Impala to what is it, the, the Soft Boys to Animal Collective. Yeah, you know, I've never really thought about that. That is kind of a weird genre term. Why can't it all just be psychedelia? Right, it's like psychedelic movement was only something that happened yeah, I mean, in the late 60s. Yeah, 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 I guess that term's kind of so intrinsic. I guess like the psychedelic movement. and like hippie movement was mm-hmm. like a strictly like to yeah, that exactly. time period. Yeah, like, like everything is so intrinsically More, tied to that cultural movement that it kind of has to... Which is insane stay. if you think about like how much like the 50s and 60s were like inf- impacting like culture and music. Yeah, that is interesting point. stuff to think about. Yeah, but yeah, like psychedelic just as a genre... It's like an adjective, you know? Like, it feels kind of weird to call that a genre onto itself. Like, right, because, it, like, like I said, it's rock. like a blanket term, really. Mm-hmm. Because, like, this couldn't sound like anything more different than, like, Tame Paula, I'd say. Yeah. Like, they don't even sound like, I wouldn't put them in the same genre at all. Mm-hmm. Like, something from the 60s, you'd call it, like, Doors or something. Psychedelic rock. Right. Like, psych- I could say psychedelic pop. Art pop would be a good way to describe this, perhaps. Right. Right. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, like, this doesn't really hail any comparison to The Doors or, like, the oh, Trippy yeah, Hendrix exactly. song. <laughs> Trippy Hendrix. <laughs> Trippy Hendrix song. Little <laughs> Freudian slip. <laughs> um, but, yeah, enough about no, the genre. No, I wasn't a Freudian slip. I oh, you were doing that Trippy Hendrix song. Oh. No, I didn't mean I, that, to say that, that, it. That's a Jimmy clever Hen- pun. That's a clever <laughs> pun. <laughs> trying to make me sound stupid over here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's anyway, talk about anyway, something from anyway, his album now. Yeah. So, Marrow Post Pavilion. So, 2009 release. This is... Animal Collective, comprised of Avi Tear, Panda Bear, Deacon, and the Geologist. 
Let's hope I'm getting those correct. Just letting y'all know, I, I didn't even know that there was more than one singer. I thought it was all the same guy. So yeah. it goes how much to show how much I know about this band. <laughs> so yeah, earlier, <laughs> so earlier in the band's existence, it was just Avitaire singing, um, and Panda Bear actually did drums. So on their first album, that's kind of the highlight of their first album to me is Panda Bear's drumming because he does like he does brush sticks. So it sounds like oh, jazz, right, like a jazz over. drummer. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic stuff. And then as time went on, uh, it kind of really got going with the album before this, Strawberry Jam. Uh, they let they let Panda Bear sing and write songs more, and he's he's phenomenal. He has a really strong sense of melody. Um, he took a br- so like, which is kind of interesting coming from a, like a drummer. Yeah, I agree. Which and then, has no melodic elements. Yeah, and then. He took a break from the band, which a lot of the members do. I think over time, the only person who's been in there the entire time is Avi Tear. And this is Animal Collective, like still producing music, or oh yeah, they're still going. I mean, okay. I think the first one came out in '99. Uh, oh, wow. Spirit, Spirit, they've gone. Spirit, they've vanished. So they've they've been for going years for a long time. Yeah, um, but I think kind of playing into the collective, I guess, of a bunch of different artists. Um, it, the the lineup kind of shifts. People leave. Like I don't think Geologist was there for a couple of them. And I, I've heard pan, of Panda Bears like solos. Yes. So. Do any and of I, the other members? That's good. Uh, I think I think they all do actually. But I think Tear has some. Pandas success. is probably the most successful. Most well known for sure. Yeah, and that's another thing. What, what's that one famous record that you were talking about? Person Pitch. Person Pitch. Yeah. I've seen. I recognize that album cover. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of album covers, this one's fantastic. Right. I really, I really like. It's this. an optical illusion. It if is, if yeah. you look at it, it. It just it yeah. seems to I'm move almost, and breathe. Yeah, I'm almost confident that uh, everyone who's listening has seen that album cover. I'm pretty confident in that. It's a it's really famous. Yeah, it's kind of iconic. Like I recognized it. Yeah. Anyway, and by the name, I recognized yeah. it. Like that's just a famous album. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to Panda Bear though. Okay. So he he released that album, Person Pitch, which is one of my handful of favorite albums ever. I like that more than any Animal Collective group album, but. Wow. That came out in 2007, along with their previous effort, Strawberry Jam. So and would so, you say that's like peak year for Animal Collective because of those two oh, releases? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, like, that's, that's the peak. Yeah, like to do both of those in a year. And this crazy. is at the coming down on the peak. You'd I say? guess. I guess. Yeah, man. I'd say it's about as good. I mean, that that builds up the anticipation. I would think those two releases being out, like yeah. really well like received. Stellar. Yeah. yeah. There's two fantastic albums, and then group and solo, and then you got this new one coming up. So I can definitely see how that would be. So hyped up. So I guess we should probably get into the the content get into of the, the track record. listing. Yeah. So um, start with in the, the flowers. flowers. I think that's a pretty good opening. It's cool. Yeah. It definitely sets like a psychedelic vibe. Like the first lyric is about like what is it like a dancer like high in a field? Tiny dancer getting high in the field. I think it's tiny. Tiny dancer. It's it's like high in the dancer. Field. Yeah. <laughs> like it kind of just like low blurbs are super distorted. All these yeah. effects. Yeah. swirling effects like there's so much going on even though it's like pretty simple there's like aquatic sounds right it's like dripping sounds. with reverb yeah. and all these different noises and things mm-hmm. yeah and then so it kind of builds up like that it's like i guess you would say building up like it doesn't really like escalate and then it just kind of and then Avitaire sings if i could just leave my body for right the night. and then it, it almost seems to explode with yeah. all this noise and drumming it's and like percussion a, it's, it's like it's, it's literally feels like it starts pouring rain like that's how like right. out of nowhere like that's, a, that's what i think of for those of you who live on like i don't know like the southern united states you know like when a thunderstorm just comes out of nowhere mm-hmm. and it's just like pounding rain and then it mm-hmm. stops like it's kind of like that it's just like yeah. 
And that this is a prime example of something I think about with this album a lot, which is the idea of expansion and contraction. Like just like as sudden opposed, dynamic changes yeah, and stuff. As opposed, I mean, and they honestly take that expansion contraction approach even more than they do traditional song structure, which kind of goes out the window in a lot of these. Not right. all of them. But I mean, I think about like it kind of expands and gets calm and like slower, not quite as loud. And then it like contracts and gets like really loud, energetic. Right. So like something that was kind of weird when I came into it was like, it's like harmonically, it's very like stagnant. It'll it'll <laughs> just be like kind of like, like a couple chords like on repeat. But it's like the instrumentation and other things are what you're supposed to be listening to. They're mm-hmm. building. Yeah, exactly. Like it's a lot of repetition. It's very yeah, that repetition is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that that is something. I don't want to speak for your first time experience. I had I had a really hard time getting into Animal Collective when I first started. Was this your first record? From them, I think it was. Yeah, as as it was um, mine. And that uh, that like, not start stop, but slow down, get faster, and that like repet- repetition, and just unorthodox vocals and whatnot. It it was a really big barrier of entry for me. It took me a long time to really fully appreciate this album and that mm-hmm. this group. And now they're one of my favorites. Hmm. What, like how how big would you say the the barrier was? How accessible was this for you? And this record in particular, it's um, it, I wouldn't say it's like long, but I wouldn't say it's a short record either. Mm-hmm. It's it's fifty five minutes. It's like just short of an hour. So I'd say it was um, like just to sit down and listen to it all the way through. Like the first time, I definitely had a huge like ear fatigue. Mm. You know, I was kind of like by the end of it, I I was having trouble like separating the songs until the last one, which mm-hmm. is very starkly different. But I don't know. I, I think it was, I'd say, on a scale of 10, 10 being like, I don't know, like a classical piece to get into. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd say this is like a like a 6 or a 7. Okay. As far as like yeah. getting into. But I don't know. I, I find that after like three listens, I'm like pretty into it. I, yeah. I'm starting to really enjoy it, like for what it is. It's probably their poppiest. Would you say so? I think so, yeah. Would you say it's their trippiest? Trip? I don't know. Like, in terms of having a lot going on, uh, probably, yeah. But Sung Tongs, the one before Feels. I'm I mean, not I think, familiar with that. I think Sung Tongs was 04. Um, mm. that, it's, like, it's like a freak folk. Freak like, folk. Okay, yeah, I've heard that and before. And so that's, like... Uh, Trippy folk music, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. That, that one, like, there's some stuff in there where I'm like, holy cow. Like, this is really, really weird. Wait, would you mean, like, in, like, a primitive way or, like, just, like, an avant-garde way or just off some, some of it's both. Like, there are times where it's them, like, banging on drums and screaming. Mm. Uh, we Tigers mm. on that one. Mm. Okay. Um, like, after the after the chorus. A primitive like, folk sound. Okay. Yeah, it's like, it's like everybody's... What is it? I can't remember what they say. It's like everybody's humming, somebody's humming, da 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 and they start banging on drums and screaming and stuff for 30 <laughs> seconds and then they go back yeah so they oh, yeah. yeah and they have yeah so they have a really wide range of styles that they explore as a group um, right like I like from listening to this album it doesn't sound anything like freak folk not at all there's no folk elements here I would say so there's like present in their earlier stuff mm-hmm. yeah and they're yeah, it's not folky at all. Like I wouldn't think this is oh, like yeah. a, a band. Re- are they rooted in like freak folk or folk? Would you not say? Really, I mean, not even really that much. I mean, I've heard them. I've heard this like even called a uh, Meriwether Post and I've heard that 
being called Freak Folk, but really? it's not. Fo- I, I, I guess because uh, it's like an extension of what their earlier guess, stuff yeah. was. They, they definitely ba- dabbled with acoustic elements a lot more. Like this is definitely their least. There's almost no acoustic elements yeah. on it. Like yeah. sometimes like the percussion maybe, but like that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's hardly any guitars on this. Right. I, I know. Um, on the opening track, like um. In the flowers, there's like a an acoustic guitar. It sounds like, but it sounds like it's uh, heavily drenched in like effects. Yeah. Demo, so it might as well not be. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, th- their first album. I don't, I don't know how to describe that first album. I mean, it's there's a <laughs> lot of there's harsh noise elements to that one, like just interjections of like just squeals and stuff. <laughs> um, and then that jazz drumming, and jazz like, drumming you mentioned, and that one has like like really sweet melodies. Mm. Yeah, so that's, say, that's an interesting one too. I'd say that's characteristic of Meriwether Post Pavilion, or just like oh, everything yeah. of what I've heard of them, it, it just seems to have a very like strong melodic grounding. Mm-hmm. It's very like based on like the vocal melodies. Yeah, to me, like the melodies keep getting better when they let Panda Bear do more work. I think he has a, he has a fantastic ear for it. Because I mean he has because okay. he has a hand in even the ones he doesn't sing on this one. Him and him and Avi Terra finally hit like. Uh, 50-50 split on singing. I think they both have a hand in writing all of them, at least. Right. It's like it, it went from, like, just more... Ava Terry, you say, leading it? Yeah. And I to guess start. it's now more like a Lennon-McCartney on this yeah, one, where bit. it's, like, split efforts from both of yeah. them and split singing, like, like a Beatles album. Yeah, and Panda Bear, it's, like, their most, most recent or second most recent album two or three years ago. He took, he took off. Um, mm. He just didn't do it. Um, he lives down in Brazil now. They collaborate like by email and stuff. Um, but he took it off, and like the the sense of melody it was just that whole album was just not catchy. Wasn't as catchy and melodic. Yeah, hmm. yeah he he really adds that element to the group. See, so, yeah, and I can't really speak to that because I'm not even sure when Pan uh-huh. is the one speaking. But I'm sure <laughs> yeah. Adam knows what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, you don't. It doesn't hinder enjoyment at all. I no, not think. at all. Not at all. It's not I, like, I, I didn't know for a long time either. Yeah, but, I, I guess I wasn't. If you told me before, I probably would be able to pick it out. But that's like I wasn't listening for it at all. And, they, mm-hmm. and I feel like they kind of sound similar. They do. I would. I would agree with that. Especially like when like there's such a big mix going on. Not mm-hmm. really like. I mean, they sing duets on this. Right. Right. And I thought it was just like overdubbing. Yeah. Honestly. Also frightened. The third track. They they both sing together. I think Guy's Eyes, oh, the seventh track. They yeah, and I was about to say, like, something, like, I think it's pretty characteristic of this album. At least a lot of the songs on it is just, like, like intertwining, like, vocal mm-hmm. melodies, right? Yeah. Or just mean, almost everything is, like, double-tracked. Like, I think, like, least. Guy Eyes, like, there's, it's just, like, super, like, vocal-based, I feel like. Mm-hmm. That whole song. Yeah. Like, the whole thing is just, like, vocals in it. Yeah. And, like, the... I don't know. Here, well... While we're on the topic, or kind of on the topic, let's uh, let's get out of the way. Me talking about this album in the context of their discography, All and right. then we'll uh, we'll get into start diving really deep into this. So, long story short, I'd say this is my second favorite. Second to Strawberry Jam, I I I'd take Strawberry Jam probably. I love Strawberry Jam. That album has two back to back seven minute songs that are both like right in the middle of the album that are both really cathartic. Um, so I'd say that probably sets it above. Mm. Well, just having those two like amazing long songs. Yeah, like I think that that pushes it over. I mean, the rest of the album's great too. It's not just those. But. Hmm. Yeah, I think uh, I think Strawberry Jam is great. A lot of uh, it's it's probably the most similar. That one has a lot of like poppy elements. 
a lot of the. And would you describe pretty catchy? Uh, Merryweather is being poppy too. Yeah, definitely more so than their earlier work. Okay. Or at least I guess mid-career work. All right. Because I mean, I, I mentioned this, but Spirit They've Gone, their first album, is also really melodic, and then they kind of throw it out the window and get even weirder, like lean heavier into the weird elements. Mm-hmm. Um, on the albums that followed, and then they kind of went back in a more poppy direction on Strawberry Jam and Meriwether Post Pavilion, which I appreciate both of it, both of them. Gotcha. Yeah. It's always nice when a band can pursue a lot of different styles. Keeps the keeps right. the discography fresh. But I mean, as an artist, like, where they're kind of like fueled by their fan base, like, mm-hmm. and, and their fan base is like perception, basically. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, you have to do a balancing act. It's like, do you want to do what you want to do, but also what your fans want to do, what your label wants to do? So I feel like these artists have a like an immense amount of pressure on them when think, they're yeah. going different directions. I think about, you know, the rapper DaBaby? <laughs> who's of course. From, uh, who's from Charlotte. Yeah, really popular. Local but legend. I mean, yeah, yeah. So his, his early career stuff, like he got a lot of buzz. And then people online especially started really getting on him for like all his songs kind of sounding the same and like not switching up his style enough. And then he, switched up, and he switches up his style and... People just like clown him. Yeah, people just clown him for that too. You're kind of in a no-win situation with with your own styles and art. Right, that's what I was like, saying. It's like sometimes you paint yourself into a corner. It seems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you got to do what you want to do. Truly. Yeah. Well, all right. So, if going chronologically through the track list, we left off at "In the Flowers," great right. opener that we discussed. So, "My Girls," biggest hit from this album for right. sure. And Pitchfork ranked that as one of the best songs I think the best song of 2009 when this came out hmm. so what do you what do you think on that take do you think it's worthy is that your favorite song off the album My Girls is that my favorite song off the album no like a social stage <laughs> <laughs> that's a fantastic song I'd take I'd take Summertime Clothes okay if I, if I had to pick one album from that one song from that album rather to never listen to again I'd take Summertime Clothes hmm. but my girl's fantastic. I, I really like the message behind it. It's just yeah. like I'm not worried about yeah. like materialistic things. I'm just yeah. trying to work on like w- making it. I guess mm-hmm. they touch upon that in taste as well. The eighth mm-hmm. track, I think. Am I really all the things that are outside of me? Right. Yeah. What's up that, with that line? I love that lyrical sentiment. I mean, because it's like it, it, he kind of spends the whole song talking about uh, like taste, like what people like. Right, um, which is kind of a unique concept. Yeah, and then like I don't know, like there's a little bit of, uh, I don't know. That's kind of like a philosophical approach. Like, am I really all the things that are outside of me? Like, what I like, what I consume, what I buy. What See, because I, 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 I kind of didn't like that lyric. Honestly, I was kind of like, that's just like some like hipster stuff, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, it just sounds like something he's saying that like doesn't really make any sense if you think about it. Yeah, I don't know. Do you know I've, what I mean? Because the more I thought about it, the less sense it made. Really? Yeah. I found myself gravitating to that line, over. Right. I don't know if it's even been years. Over over the time I've listened to this album, I've been familiar with this album. I really like that. It's a, it's like, right. Maybe it'll grow on me. Yeah. What's uh, you are what's inside of you, and you get to choose what you are. I, I kind of like that message. You're not hmm. like you're. Uh, I guess I hadn't thought about it that like way. What 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 you participate in, what you like, I guess, like how other people view you, doesn't really determine who you are inside. I kind of uh, I kind of appreciate that. Right. That is an interesting message. And then the, 
Like, and that, that also kind of yeah. goes on a. I feel bad now because that was like my <laughs> least favorite track, and that I didn't, I didn't even like really get into the lyrical, real, yeah, lyrical content of that. That one, that one is definitely. Uh, I do really like the repetition of that line, especially towards the end. See, that's for me, it just kind of gets a little dull. Yeah, that, that's one of the least musically interesting tracks on here. And, and that's, that's probably like why it's like least like lyrically memorable. Because mm-hmm. maybe like if I didn't enjoy like the music of the song, I wasn't like captivated too much by the lyricism guess, yeah. either. But sometimes there's songs where it's like. I think of like certain like artists where you're. Ju- I'm just in it for the lyrics. I think of like mm. the fall or something like mm. that, or like mm-hmm. like maybe Dylan. I'm really Definitely into the lyrics Dylan, before yeah. it <laughs> instead of yeah. like the musicality, I guess. Mm-hmm. But a lot of a lot of rappers as well. Right, right. Rap as a like genre as a whole, really, it's all about the lyrics. Somebody like Nas, somebody right. like even Gibbs, I guess. You'd say he's a lyrical rapper. Yeah, he is. Yeah, phenomenal wordplay. Phenomenal wordplay. Yeah. Not for Freddie Gibbs. Let's get on to the <laughs> third track. Already done Freddie Gibbs. Let's go with the program here. Also Frightened, which is a song I really like all yeah. Also Frightened is weird, man. It's it's kind of like trippy. Like It, it has this repetitive like... And like everything just yeah. kind of seems like... You know what I'm talking yeah, about at that one. moment? And it's like an alarm clock is going off and it seems mm-hmm. to like just swoop away. like, And then it just keeps on coming back and swooping away. Yeah, And that one's another... Uh, Ex- expand and contract where it kind of really picks up at the end and they just like right on the all, same like line they yeah just it's, like, it's like they're almost like I wouldn't say screaming but they're just scream like, singing yeah they're like like really also full volume frightened yeah are you also like, frightened it's Ava Terra and Panda Bear together and they probably keep that going for close to a minute it's a phenomenal right. way to close that I really one like it yeah I really like that. Song. I, I like that one a lot. Too. I just, I just, I just think it sounds like so psychedelic when it has that like that drop with yeah, the vocal like, and the alarm clock thing. Yeah, the beginning is really off kilter too. Right. It's like it almost puts you like at unease. It's like I am also frightened. Okay, you guys made a weird song. It's scary. <laughs> it's great. This song is making me frightened. It's great though. Summertime clothes, which I uh, think I previously touched on, is probably my favorite song on here. Um, that's just. That's pop bliss. That's just right. a beautiful pop song. No, yeah, these vocal lines on this one yeah. are probably amongst my favorites, and like the lyrics, it's just so catchy. Yeah, it's it's like it's legitimately sweet stuff too. It's like, and I want to walk around with you. It's like, just talking about like a like a summer yeah, romance. I'm reading the lyrics right now, and I, they are like they're quite endearing and poppy. Don't cool off. I like your warmth. Yeah. <laughs> Covers my clothes in a saccharine sheen. It's uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty sweet song i think I, I really enjoy summertime clothes very fun like i want to dance to summertime clothes right very danceable track would you say this album's like that danceable as a whole i'd say uh, this is just like a dancey moment in yeah it. i i'd agree with that there, there are too many moments where it's like like relatively slow tempo and Bro, i was about to say like this like some of the songs are kind of like like slug along in tempo if you're like yeah. tapping it out. And now I think about it. Yeah, like, I mean, some of the songs are a lot slower. I think also like, Ryan isn't very fast either. What about like like no more running? How would you dance to no more running? <laughs> right, you'd have a lot of trouble actually. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely like summertime clothes. That might be a personal fave off the album. Mm-hmm. Do you have one? One personal favorite? Have you thought about it? Give Let me look through the track list. Um. I like guys' eyes, hmm. I like bluish. Mm-hmm. I, I I really like the middle stretch of this album. I, I yeah. Say. So when I this is just like a way I've carp I'm bef- I've uh, word vomit there. This is the way I've compartmentalized listening to it. Uh huh. But like when I got into this album, 
like like I said, it was for whatever reason, it was really challenging for me. So I got really right, into I can that. See that totally. I got really into that first stretch of five. So in the flowers to daily routine, but then like bluish guys eyes and taste. Like I eventually caught on to those, and I listened to those three songs a bunch. And then like you listened to the last three. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, I really like Line in a Coma. It, yeah. it, it it has like the jaw harp like driving the main song that. Yeah, it's like a weird, just like a weird. Like I have a jaw harp. Sound. I should have brought it for the uh, the podcast. That would have been fun. <laughs> I didn't play the jaw harp. Yeah, you could, but yeah. it, you play it by putting it like two bars on your two teeth, like on your two jaws, huh. and then you you flick like a metal bar like that goes like in between your teeth into your mouth, wow. and you like shape your mouth to get that like doing 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 doing. Wow. I had no idea that was a. Like instrument they're playing. I'd yeah, actually, like I'd always kind of assumed that was a yeah. It, so if you ever hear like that, like really like boing boing boing, like that's like literally <laughs> what it sounds like. It's just like yeah. that's the only thing it does, and you can get like good with it apparently. But as yeah. you can hear from the song, but I like that, like that use of it, like in like a huge like like way. Like I didn't, I, I never would awesome. have thought of it that way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that that sound annoyed me for a long time, and then it really grew on me. I find it. I, find I think it maybe knowing what it was, like, I could appreciate it off the yeah, bat. Like, I was oh, like, hey, this is a, so cool, a jaw harp. Yeah, jaw harp. Really interesting. Yeah. Um, I like, uh, yeah, I think th- maybe Brother Support. I, I kind of like that a lot. That's a fantastic closer. I, I really like, it's, it, it just feels closer. like I just went to, like, a football game, like a, um, soccer, I mean. Uh, that, that's that's <laughs> but, the thing. This That's... Apparently that song is really influenced by Brazilian music. Right. It, it just it's like something you'd hear in like World Cup or something. Mm. And that one, uh, like that one, just right off the bat, like it's like a little noise, like, and then he goes, open up, open your, up the old but up up. Yeah. And I, mean, I love it. Panda dude. Bear sings about his brother a lot. That's a big source of uh, lyrical content for him. Support your brother. Sports brother. Sports your brother, sports your brother, sports your brother, sports your brother. <laughs> and it ends up, see, so fast, it ends up sounding like Brother Sport, which right, there's right. your title. Sports your brother. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Yeah, it just does, it just sounds like Sports Brother. Yeah. Sports your brother. <laughs> yeah, and then it like, and then it like shifts. There's a big tonal shift in that. You got the whole, like, what is it, like, the real good shot. Like, you got the real good shot. Going up the whole inside. Keep it real, keep it real. I love that. that that's yeah. like the, that's like, I wait for that part, like, the whole album. Yeah, yeah, and then he kind of, he, like, repeats <laughs> that. It's just, like, so, like, I don't yeah. know, like, the instrumentation on this album, it's just, like, so sparkly. Like, sometimes mm-hmm. it's a little glitchy, but it's always, like, glistening and, like, ve- beachy and, like, super vibrant. It's just, like, mm-hmm. super poppy. Like, all of it's super bright. I, yeah. You know I what like else that. is cool on this one? The drums. Oh, really? I, I like I like, cause like I, every time I listen to my girls on the chorus, like four walls and Adobe slats for my girls, and it goes boom boom. Tsh. It's like mm-hmm. huge sounding drums. And oh, like, I know what you're. Ta- I know what drum fill you're talking yeah, about. Now the, that you mentioned it. The second half of Brother Sport too. I really like. Uh, like it, the instrumentation gets a little like less loud, I guess. And it's a little bit more sparse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just kind of. You like really get the drums and the repetition of yeah, that, and you, and that there's little a little, there's a little reverb to fill like the space. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Right? Yeah, I'll have to listen for the drums. I didn't, mm-hmm. I wasn't really listening for them. Yeah, yeah. So let's see. So we've, I'd say we've hit Brothers War pretty hard, and that's a that really is a fantastic closer. I really love the way that closes. Right, it's, it's a very like uplifting a, song for me. Yeah, it's like a really triumphant. And I think it's kind of like on. beautiful. I think it's one of the most beautiful songs on mm-hmm. that. Honestly, like some of the yeah. harmonies. Yeah, I mean his his. On person pitch, he talks about that relationship with his brother a lot. There's, there's some really beautiful songwriting that comes out of that. So, 
I, I really appreciate that, Panda the Bear. The bromance. The bromance, yeah. Literal bromance. <laughs> so, let's see. We've hit Brother Sport pretty hard. Let's get back to track five, Daily Routine. All right. And that's what I was talking about, like, the glitchy, like, shimmering things, like that opening thing. It mm. almost sounds like that glass instrument. You know, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? Exactly. That Benjamin yeah. Franklin would play. Like, that's what it sounds <laughs> like to me, but, like, with a digital twist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, it's like he just plays a couple of notes. And then he, he plays, like, a pattern, and then he plays it so fast that he kind of makes like, out something. Yeah, and then it kind of... Speeds and, up, and right? It like, yeah, it really speeds up, and then it kind of flows into, like, the big song. Right, and then and then it kind of comes in bursts, like in mm-hmm. between like certain melody lines. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And that one very glitchy sounding. Yeah, like that one. Like, that one's almost like harsh, I guess, at the start. Like that. Right. That, whatever. It's like. Yeah. It almost sounds yeah. like a harpsichord, yeah. like how like bright and sharp it is. Like yeah. when you hear it. What, like, yeah, whatever he's doing on that that keyboard throughout the first half effect. is a little uh, is all like almost grating. And, um, <laughs> almost then, grating. Yeah. And that that one has pretty huge sounding drums too, but then yeah it does. And then going back to that, uh, and like this is probably the biggest example to me of that like expand and contract like kind of throwing conventional strong structure out. Mm-hmm. I think I said strong structure, song <laughs> structure. Um, it kind of it just gets really chill. Like there are no drums in the second half. Mm. It just like slows down to a crawl. It's like. It's like single notes dragged out for a really long time. And it's like just random. I don't even know what it is. It's like a, it sounds like an acoustic piano will just come in at times. Like after a mm. line, it said, like, it sounds like keys falling down. Oh, yeah, I know. And it just gets, about. yeah, it like just cascading gets cascading like, down. Mm-hmm. It just gets like super calm and meditative. Like to me, that just, it feels like we're just expanding out. Yeah, you can catch some, music. like, ambient moments on this album, mm-hmm. I feel like, where it'll just be kind of, like, drone out on, like, some, like, a couple notes type mm-hmm. thing. And, and, like, it almost just gives you ambient vibes sometimes. Yeah, yeah. a lot of very, uh, very influenced by a wide variety of electronic music. Right. I'd say. Like, like some dance stuff, even, perhaps, like we were talking about on mm-hmm. the, the dancier It's moments. almost like some of the songs are, like, like they're thinking about them like house songs where they're, like, mm. building it on, like, one, like, like loop. For sure. Rest. Kind of like a house artist would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then following Daily Routine is the sixth track, Bluish. You said is, this is one of your personal yeah, faves. I'd, I'd, I'd put this up there with Summertime Close. This one has grown on me a ton over time. Uh, just like just beautiful lyrics. Just really heartfelt. I think this is one of my favorites. I think like, I don't know what part of the song that would even be. It's kind of hard to tell. But like the when he starts getting that really like high... Yeah, like pitch, and he starts singing about the dress I like. Yeah, makes me so crazy though I can't say why. Yeah, and the, the melody on that part, like it just sounds like gorgeous to me. It's it just like the ta- I don't know, like the timbre of his voice. Mm. It just reminds me of something you'd hear from the '60s. Like yeah. I don't know, Avi Taylor hits his absolute highest register there. Like it just sounds absolutely gorgeous. It sounds like a John Lennon like falsetto voice to me mm. almost. Like when he does that. Yeah, this whole album, like the pre-chorus and chorus especially, are just, are just getting, gorgeous melodies. Yeah, yeah. yeah, really good singing. Like the singing, kind of like this is like the first song where the singing was like kind of in my face. I feel like where mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that's that's really gorgeous. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Blue is a very pretty song. Guy's eyes is great. Oh, I like the uh, like the super like or- ornamented licks they sing like like there's a lot of those kind of things in there, mm-hmm. which I I really like. Yeah. And then taste we've touched on right. Line in a coma we've touched on. Line in a coma. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the repetition. That one's really again. catchy yeah. to me. Line yeah. in a coma, line in a coma. 
yeah, that one's cool. <laughs> uh, no more running. That's that's a throughout the song actually. That's a really uh pretty low key and meditative track. Right. Very uh very low tempo. Good as the uh what did they say? Uh, penultimate track. I think it's a penultimate track. I think it's good. Like before, sports brother. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like super high energy, like it's like mm-hmm. makes you want to dance. That's I think that's super danceable yeah. moment yeah. too. And I guess that makes sense with like the Brazilian influence, which mm-hmm. is like oh, yeah. I gotta emphasize on the those dance rhythms. Yeah. Like, I think I like choros yeah. and stuff. No more running. It's like it sounds like the vocals. It sounds like the singers falling away from you. It right. Was, it's what I'd hoped for. No more running. What I hope for. Yeah. It sounds like he's falling back. It's really for, cool. For me, effect. this one kind of bears like. A similarity to also frightened like as far as like subject mm. matter and like that yeah. kind of like that the sound, that, yeah. that kind of like dropping effect like this is like a low-key version of um huh yeah. th- that's how i kind of thought of it when I, I, yeah, I, to it. I agree with that actually i'd never really they are very similar in instrumentation i'd say all right at least in parts yeah and even the titles are kind of similar to me like nowhere running also frightened it's kind of huh. like yeah <laughs> i don't know stop running type yeah, thing fear themes yeah. right fear themes yeah there you go yeah so we've hit on every part of it now um you got any more comments to add? Anything about your first-time listening experience? I don't think so. I mean, it's a, it, I, I wouldn't say it's an easy first listen, but once you get into it, it there's a lot to listen to, actually. And the production mm-hmm. is, like, excellent. There's so much, like, little quirks you hear, like, the second time through in the production. Mm-hmm. Like, little things. There's, like, a lot of, like, you'll hear, like, crickets and some, like, yeah. stuff and, like, outdoor noises. Very immersive. I like the soundscapes. Very mm-hmm. great album. Yeah, like... Those that like those ambient elements and nature sounds and everything they kind of use those to make the tracks flow together really well. Like the right. transitions, I think are really uh, isn't cool. There, isn't there like a lot of tracks on this album that kind of just like they'll they'll like flow together? Or yeah. Am I misspeaking? You know, I, I would uh, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, okay. they flow together really well. I think. Yeah. So, I think that concludes our season two premiere album swap part two. Yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed. Check out Animal Collective. 2009, Meriwether Post Pavilion. Yeah. All right. See you all in the next podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. Thanks, guys. Peace out.